What's up, everybody? It's your old friend, John Middlecoff. I'm here to tell you about our friends at Game Time. Here's what I need you to do. Go to your smartphone, download a little app called Game Time. Baseball season's in full swing. Oracle Park. Been there a million times. Never doesn't live up to the hype. Go get yourself some garlic fries, a brewski, maybe uh, some ice cream. They have very good Ghirardelli ice cream there. And when you do that, promo code HAM. So download the Game Time app. Your first pair of tickets, promo code HAM, H-A-M, save $20. The A's, only going to be in the Bay Area for the rest of this season. You probably can basically go for free. Just buy a pair of tickets to any baseball game. They also have comedy shows if you want to check one of those out, or concerts. Game Time app, promo code HAM, save yourself $20. We don't even need to thank you. Just hammer that promo code. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Middle cough, baby Abe's Recording this on a Tuesday. Do we have any a Sun Belt football tonight, John? Any Fun Belt football? We back, guy. Now, I, as of recording this, it, it sure looks like we might have some Big Ten football back before the night. I over. know. How about that? So, uh, you, you see that Sir Yacht guy that Big Cat keeps retweeting? Who? He's like, uh, I don't know, he's some guy on Twitter that's in the Big Ten mix. That I saw he tweeted something about Sir Yacht said it, so I know it's true. I didn't know what he was talking about. Yeah, I guess this guy's just got some people on the inside. He's like a poor, poor man's Dan Patrick. And, uh, yeah, he just thinks they're going to October 10th to 17th, somewhere in that little realm. So about a month away, and we might get like Thursday, Friday games leading if it's the 17th. Thursday, Friday, leading into that weekend. Which wow, I'm cool with. Uh, by the way, we haven't mentioned we. I mean, we t- everyone kind of knows we've been doing this for a while. For those of you um, who've been listening to our podcast for a while, you know about it. But during the shutdown, during the several months where there was no sports, we instead of t- t- worrying about no sports, we leaned into no sports and started a YouTube channel. And uh, so that was our fun. This was our first weekend on the YouTube channel, the Haberman and Middlecoff YouTube channel. Uh, our first NFL weekend. So it went really well. If you're listening and you haven't subscribed to our YouTube channel, please go do it. Give us a subscription there. You can comment, like videos. We would appreciate you doing that. We obviously appreciate you listening to this. And if you're uh, coming over from the YouTube channel or the Instagram ad blitz, it's good to have you on the podcast. But yeah. in any event, just a few things few things going on. So hope we you... Need, we need to keep sprinkling in some separate content. We obviously got yep. a lot of podcast content and we do separate content as a... As things arise. And and the good thing is, guy, with football back, uh, I, I saw Fortinball had a great tweet the other night. Like, football Twitter greater than COVID Twitter, greater than politics Twitter. Like, it is just nice to just mute the media of just, they can just talk about whatever they're covering, right? I, I follow all these people that cover all these different teams. And when they, they just talk about their teams, once the teams start back, it's like, oh, my, thank you, Jesus. I'm like, I like Twitter again. Twitter was really fun to be during back. the games. 
of just some crazy takes. Like I, I can live with crazy like, this guy stinks or this guy is back. I can live with that all day long. But uh, COVID Twitter, it's just nice to see every sports media member just not talk about it for a couple of days. It's it's refreshing, guys. Everybody played. That was the other thing. Like even the the college football weekend had four games postponed, right? They did. Yeah, four games did not get played last week. I I, I talked about this a little bit on three and out. I, I my my college take is if you're gonna have, I, I I can't take you seriously having numbers next to the team's names if the Big Ten and Pac-12 are not currently up. And oh, running. I mean the whole thing, whatever. Yeah, the whole thing is just a show. <laughs> just and listen, I, I I admire these conferences for playing. Like I. Iowa State lost to the Raging Cajuns. I, I respect the hell out of the Big 12 for coming back in the SEC. Did not go well, well for the Big 12, but yeah. No. So I get to think, you see Spencer Rattler, the Oklahoma quarterback, threw four touchdowns. Yeah, on like a hundred. They, like they played like uh, Missouri State, I think. It was 48 gotcha. to nothing, I think. But oh, so it was, the, they, well, clearly, the Big 12 was cool doing a couple non Big 12 hasn't, yeah. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> Smart. Uh, uh, we hear it's going well. Keep at it. We appreciate your support. Somebody tweeted at us this week and said, Hey, do you guys have a Patreon or someone we can donate money to you? And I said, No, we don't do that. The only thing, if you, it, we appreciate you listening and sharing. That's if you just like it, give it to somebody else. That's yeah. awesome. If you feel like you want to throw some money our way and do something for yourself in the process, patronize our advertisers, John. Yeah. Patronize. We're lucky we're business savvy enough. We got people. We've been doing this long enough. We're this we're, this isn't a passion project. That's this ain't, right. As That's Kevin right. Kisner says, this ain't no hobby. That's right. Uh, ease.com, promo code HAM for first-time users. Ease.com, promo code HAM. Guy, they have a special mm. this week. It's called a vape special. If you go to the website, you'll see all these different specials on different vapes. I, I was a long-time vapor. They, I was a big Sour Diesel fan. They also have pre-rolls, edibles. I love my Caminos. Uh, topicals, you name it. Just go to eaze.com. Check out the website. It's got the best cannabis products in the country, best number one delivery service in the country, but definitely in the state of California, Northern California, Southern California, ease.com, promo code HAM. And then for our returning users, we have this little thing called HAM10. Gets you a little 10% discount, guy. Sounds like that one's been going well. People have been jumping yeah, keep, on the Keep uh, using that. Keep telling 10. your friends. Got to be 21 or over. Very easy to get uh, verified online in minutes as long as you are. Then you just browse, then you select, and then it's minutes, not hours, not days, to get that delivery. EAZE.com. The promo code is HAM. Get you 20 bucks off your first delivery of $50 or more if you're a new user. If you're a returning user, something for you. Ease 10, 10% off. Awesome. Do it. Do it. Tell your friends. Podcast also brought to you by, and we'll get into our... Uh, our lock of the week here in a second. Before we do that, we'll just tell you mybookie.ag, ham one, ham one, and mybookie.ag. They'll match that first deposit dollar for dollar up to a thousand bucks. Well, obviously, football is in full swing now. And, you know, college football, I, I don't even know where to start there, but I, I do gambling on the NFL. We have this little thing called Wingfoot. Can I give you two bets for Wingfoot, guy? Mybookie.ag, promo code ham one. Hideki, oh. Hideki Matsuyama. I, you know, betting on a winner is really hard, and I think Shoffley's not a terrible bet. Fleetwood, too, I guess he just flew himself to Portugal and had a, like a top three finish in Portugal. He said okay. he just needed the reps. Hideki Matsuyama played well guy in at the Memorial, played well at Olympia Fields. Those tournaments that were playing just crazy hard. He can scramble. Top 10 is like three to one. So put a little, I sprinkled a little there. Brendan Todd, who is a straight driver, Listen, if you've been in our DraftKings game, you know Brendan Todd is just a solid pick each week. He is 
I would imagine, I don't know that much about Brendan Todd before DraftKings. He's had to have the best season of his life. And he drives the ball straight. The value for him, a top 10 guy, like seven and a half to one. I, I just sprinkled $75, pays out a decent chunk of change. So Brendan Todd, Hideki Matsuyama, top 10s. Obviously the matchups, you can bet just guy versus guy, like Tiger versus people, top 20s. Uh, it's fantastic. You can pick the winner, the wing foot. It just got to, you need something to watch guy Friday and Saturday when the NFL is not playing on Thursday or Sunday, right? Yeah. You, and gamble all, the, the, all, NFL. the all day Thursday is really phenomenal. Um, and that's why I do like the, the U S open, the first round leader, just to give you some juice on Thursday. Yeah. Decent odds. Yeah. I mean, Dustin's plus 1600. Yeah, what well, you you would have the one thing my pushback on that one. There is some randomness typically to a major round one. I can, that feeling of nailing that pick would be the biggest high of all highs. You mean if right. you if you did like uh, just some random guy ten, like eighty to one, like yeah, Pat like, Perez or something. Yeah, like uh, ten bucks on Corey Connors. What would he pay out? Ten bucks would pay a thousand. One guy I played a lot in DraftKings was Scotty Scheffler. Yeah. Uh, you know he got COVID and he's they didn't allow him to come. No, to I didn't over. know that. Yeah, I guess he tested positive like last week, and he's not. I mean, he's another guy that's on an all-time heater. He's having like he might be the rookie of the year, not allowed to play in the U.S. Open. That's uh, brutal. I know. So mybookie.ag. Obviously, you can bet at the NFL. Uh, we'll talk about some of the games here coming up, but there are some uh, some intriguing bets for sure. And we always week two gets weird, right? Because there's an overcorrection of like, oh, Seattle might go 16 and 0. Then all of a sudden the Patriots beat them or the Minnesota Vikings suck. And then they drop 40. You're like, that, to me, there's, I always just, whoever you think is sweet, probably bet against them. And whoever you think sucks, who does have some talent, probably go with them, right? That would be my philosophy. Yeah, I, I would. Philosophy. But here's the thing is like, we, well, let's get into this. Okay. So uh, I have been noticing, John, that when we, when it comes to our lock of the week, Last week, we were thinking about this week. I said last week, do we want to jump early on the Saints minus four and a half week two as our lock of the week, week two? If you weren't with us previously, what we've decided to do, we put 250 on one lock, a game we agree on week one, but we're doing it like survivor style. So we had to win that game to carry it over to week two so we could have the money to make a week two bet. And now we got enough money for a week three bet because we took the Steelers. We got them in minus six, right, for Monday Night Football. Was a little hairy there for a little bit. Never doubted Roth- the end. Roth- Roethlisberger looked really old for a quarter. I don't think if I don't think I have a hard time seeing me wanting to pick the Steelers as a lock of the week again. I I would disagree there, depending on the opponent. Okay. To me, the, they're very opponent based because they have a their defense is top notch. So to me, when they play a bad offense, it's going to be very very difficult for that. Like when they play the Bengals. Joe Burrow is going to have a hard how about, time. How about Troy Polamalu being back on the Steelers? Pretty cool, huh? Oh, sorry. That's, that? It's Bud Dupree. Never mind. Looks <laughs> that guy's sweet. How about John Lynch being on the Broncos? Number 47, the white guy from Who's that Iowa? Guy? Uh, Jesse Julep or something? I don't know. Oh, but I, jo- wait. Is it Josie? Is it Josie? Yeah, uh, Josie? Josie Jerry or something? Yeah. I just no, saw, he went I saw to, Barrow's um, tweet. Like, I just thought Matt, uh, John Lynch made a tackle. I'm like, no, I think he went to Wisconsin. Plays for the Broncos. I think he went to Wisconsin. I think he went right? to Iowa. Number 47 right. for the Broncos. You're right. He did go to Iowa. Josie Jewell. No. Yeah. Yeah, that's Is it. Is that it? That's it. Yeah. Yeah, he went to Iowa. There you go. Noah Fant's teammate. I'm um, cool with betting Pittsburgh Steelers. 
against bad offenses or young quarterbacks because I is it fair to say that defense just so are you saying you'd want to take a minus seven and a half against the Broncos this week well that that line's a tad big and the Broncos the one thing you saw with Locke like they do have a lot of now Jerry Judy I isn't kind of clear where I could see Kyle he gets a little dropsies now he's sweet and his feet he can make all these sweet moves the ball hits him in the hand guy and then the ball hits the ground that happened multiple times uh, so let's start with the game we are picking, and then we can work backwards. We settled on, as we record this Tuesday, the Niners minus seven. This, I think, I can speak for you. I know for me, this is more about the Jets than it is about the 49ers, although I feel good about the Niners. This is more about how bad I think the Jets are, um, and I think the Niners will bounce back, but I also think they don't need to do some of the things they need to do against Arizona, namely... Kyler was a nightmare, and these immobile quarterbacks are who they thrive against, right, defensively. I I just think we just need to stick with the philosophy, take a team that you think is going to be good against teams that are terrible. So anytime that you get a mismatch against, as the season goes on, we'll find out really who's in this group, but bottom five, eight, you know, seven type teams that are going to be drafting that we think in the top six or seven in the NFL draft in 2021. I feel good betting against them. Yeah. Right. I like I. Yeah, I just feel like that's where I would say the Steelers and the Denver Broncos. Like, I think Denver Broncos are going to win seven to nine games like they just have enough talent. Their coaching staff's going to be solid like they don't stink because the Titans guy are going to win 10 like the Titans are a good team. And that's just there's going to be middle of the road like one game that jumped out to me. Now, this is that we're recording this on Tuesday. By the time you listen to it, it's not that far away. The Thursday night game. You like this the Bengals, kind of picking. Huh? Yeah, I kind of do. But like that, like I'm just betting against two sh- bad teams. Right. So I. I like another think, game. I like to think Eagles, of it like, could Rams, I could I sleep at night if I lost this game? If I lost Joe Burrow betting on Joe Burrow, could I sleep at night? And the answer right now is no, I could not sleep at night. See, I think one game that I think you would be able to sleep at night, you'd go bounce back. I think people think the Eagles and Carson Wentz is in shambles. Carson Wentz is pretty good. He threw two terrible picks against that game or against that team. They're coming home, and there's going to be no fans, so he can't get booed. (laughs) Uh, I I do think the Eagles are going to be fighting for their lives right out of the gate in the sense of that was a really bad loss to a bad team. And the Rams... I'm not saying they're going to be feeling themselves, but like they're going to be feeling pretty good. This is kind of... you, You just might get a... You know, like back a dog against a corner, it might bite you. Like I, I just be betting Carson Wentz is talented, flawed, but one and a half at home. Because if I would have told you the Eagles would have won that game by ten points, they were up seventeen to nothing. Wouldn't the Eagles probably be minus one or two in this game? It's probably and I'd got like a three the, point swing. I kind of like the Rams here, although I haven't thought too much about that game. But my gut reaction is I kind of like the Rams. But you're you're okay. right. Like I do think there's just overreactions, and they're probably. Subject to B one, um, well, to me, the, oh, the, the, the game, the, then the Vikings the overreaction Colts. game would be. I, I see. Before I'd even get there, the biggest overreaction team, just because of the quarterback, has to be Tom Brady, right? Everyone's talked about Tom Brady and it's the a big Bay line Buccaneers. though. Bucks minus nine. Panthers, I don't think the Panthers are very good. Wouldn't you say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense, just watching them against Saints, is pretty good? Yeah, Todd Bowles. We'll we'll get the, to the Breeze did not have a great day. Um, so you think Tate Bridgewater? You. No, no, like, I I like Tampa minus nine. I'm with you there. That that but that you're right. That number's pretty. I'd say early on in the season, anything over seven is pretty big, right? That was kind of our theory. A long touchdown last week, and it feels like it got confirmed week yeah. one. We got a lot of stuff right week one. 
Um, what about Minnesota plus three at the Colts coming back home after losing to the Jags? Uh, granted, the Jags had had a crowd. Vikings coming off a loss. Defense did not look great. The second John, there were two guys I said were going to go off. Devontae, Juju. I didn't take either one on my DraftKings team, but I feel good about being right. Um, Juju loves Ben. Juju loves oh Juju loves Ben. Juju was the happiest player I saw on the field this weekend. Uh, he loves Ben. Yeah. Well, Juju's good. Uh, what do you think about that game? Yeah this this one makes me Vikings a little nervous plus three. just because Minnesota just might have some huge growing pains early. Indy, you know he he had a good statistical game. You know unlike Breeze, who how many yards you say Breeze threw for like one fifty. Uh, 160 maybe yeah I mean Rivers threw for like 360 yards it was just the pick at the end of the game it's not like Rivers to me it'd be one thing and I, I am concerned he might be shot he's still really productive like they, they are throwing the ball in the air and I he did Marlon hit a couple Ma- nice passes max out for the for yeah the but year? they drafted Jonathan Taylor in the second round he tore his Achilles uh, how about here's another one to me this feels like two potential eight nine you know seven win teams it's like they're the same thing Giants plus four and a half the New York Giants plus four and a half against the Bears. I think the New York Giants fucking suck. Uh, I agree I, no. with you, but I, I, they actually put up a fight against a Bears team that was getting its ass kicked until they came back against Detroit. Yeah, I, I like the Bears defense. I mean, on a level with Pittsburgh, I know they had a weird quarter or two against Matt Stafford, who is Stafford. much better than Danny Dimes. Uh, I, I again, I'm biased. I would take no. the Bears in this game. Okay, I I wouldn't suggest that be our pick. Um, anything I, I else feel good. I feel, yeah, I mean, I just, to me, I think this is the no-brainer top-end team versus bottom-end team. I guess one, actually, the game right under that, mybookie.ag, promo code HAM1, Bills-Dolphins. I don't think the Dolphins are going to be very good. I think they have a lot more talent, though, than the Jets. Like, the Dolphins might win six mm. games, but you're like, oh, you know, they're making progress. The Jets might win four games. Maybe not. Maybe win three, two. They, they're they not talented, guy. Bills minus like five the, and a half? You saying you would like the Bills or you'd like the Dolphins? No, I'd like the Bills. Yeah, I agree. I, I agree with you there. So we would agree so on if that. We're take a, if we're going to take a favorite, it'd be the well, Niners or the Bills. But I think the the Dolphins are way better than the Jets. So I, I like that. And I think the Niners kind of got embarrassed in the sense of had a punt blocked. Jimmy was terrible. You know, I think Kyle's... He's just going to try to come back and make a statement. The other thing, try to drop like 35. Watching the Bills-Jets game, as you and I both did, some of the stuff that the Bills did offensively that worked against the Jets is stuff the Niners would want to do, right? Now, Josh yeah. Josh Allen actually broke it, but just like quick screens that went for big plays. Um, would you rather I, have Josh Allen or Jimmy Garoppolo right now? Josh Allen. I would too. No, I, think I had that thought it. watching the game. Like, oh my God, I would want I'd rather have Josh Allen. Um, how about Saints-Raiders? Minus six and a half now, New Orleans. It was four and a half last week. I, again, thought about well, Michael Thomas. High, Michael Thomas, high ankle sprain. Drew Brees, I think he's just old. Uh, the Raiders just do have some offensive firepower. I, you know, I, I look that one, I'm with I, the, the only reason would be Derek has struggled in primetime games. There are, I, I agree with you. I think fundamentally the Saints are not what people think they are if you just looked at the score of that Bucks game offensively. But I would have to take the Saints in this game. Yeah, I'm with you. Oh, we're not picking that. We're, sorry. So Niners minus seven, Jets. But again, going against our philosophy, like I, I do think the Raiders are going to 
be an eight nine win team. Yeah. So you're just taking a risk of a. T- and the one thing that can't be argued right now, right, is the Raiders have legit players on offense. Like Josh Jacobs is a star. Mm-hmm. Waller is an excellent. Do we know player. what Ruggs' deal is yet? Uh, well, he came back in that game. I know, but I think I just in Gruden terms said of he's his... gonna. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they expect him to play this week. Okay. All right. Now I did. I did see that David Arnett, their rookie corner, Damon, Damon Arnett, <laughs> David, David Arquette. Arquette. <laughs> Damon Arnett had a perfect passer rating against him, oh, which is not, not good. good. <laughs> so uh, now, if M- Michael Thomas is not playing, so that's a big deal. We think maybe he does. Who knows? So we talked a lot about what went wrong with the 49ers against the Cardinals, John. I don't know if you've checked the uh, standings yet, but they're the only team without a win in the division. One week, but here's the good news: the schedule is the good news. They go to the Jets. They go to the Giants. You remember when the schedule came out? We're like, I don't know. Do you want that road trip that early? Yes. Yes, you do. In fact, you could not pick a better time for this 49ers road trip. I think the Niners are so lucky, guy. Because when you look at their schedule, the Bills, obviously their division. Oh, imagine if the Bills game was this week. The Cowboys. Even a team like, let's just say they played the Eagles or something this week, which we don't even know is going to be good. Or Hell, I'd even say the Redskins. Like The Redskins clearly are putting up a fight. Uh, They got, given their injuries... I mean, Debo's on IR. Ayuk. Kyle said he'd he, be surprised if Ayuk doesn't play. Doesn't this week. play. So he thinks. But I th- he is coming off an injury. Kittle, we know, has a sprained knee, and I think is going to be at best limited throughout practice. Uh, even though we kind of knew that, but I, maybe we did. I mean, he played the second half. They got. They're, they're, what if they played Seattle this week, guy? Or the Rams, John? Would you want to play? You don't. You. I don't think you'd no. want to play divisional opponent right now. They, they would lose. I mean, I just. Well, they might not lose, but they would. They would be an underdog. They. They would not be a seven. Think about this. They. They are in shambles injury wise, and they coming off a loss to a team that's clearly pretty talented. But would you want to play at Dallas to, right now? Coming well, off, a yeah. Loss? If you had to do a draft of you just need it. You just need a win. You just need to get your fucking some confidence. What would be the number one team you'd pick in the NFL? It'd be the Jets. It wouldn't be the Jags. No, no. My thought was if the Jags want Trevor Lawrence, they're in trouble because the Jets are clearly worse than them. I'd even say watching the Giants on Monday Night Football, right? They they clearly play way well, harder. The second I just, go like Danny Dimes, he makes a couple plays. You go, okay, he at least has some players around him that can beat you, right? To say this after because watching Danny Dimes and, and Sam Darnold, who's just a better player right now? Well, I mean. Danny Dimes not terrible. I, I kind of like Danny Dimes. I'm not gonna lie. I, 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 I've got some issues with Darnold right now, and I know so much is being made, and rightly so, about his offensive line and the skill help that he has, and his coach who might not make it through the season, and all that's legit. And his running backs. It, w- yeah, where you are, who, what team you're on, all that stuff matters so much. But I just watch him, and I go, he's not athletically that mobile enough to like, I mean, he's athletic, but not run away from NFL defensive ends athletic. His arm is not a plus arm. Do you agree with that as a scout? Yes, it's it's not. It's not. So I just, yeah, man, I, maybe he it's might, unfair is to there him, a chance he might not I'm not be good. seeing it right now. I'm not. Well, think I, about this. I, I drew, like I, you watch Drew Locke. Now Drew Locke's team is better, but Drew just makes some plays like, okay. Oh, well, think about this guy. Jameis Winston ended up being forced into a backup role. And I don't think it's really arguable. Like, I watched Jameis Winston a decent amount at Tampa Bay over his career. He always looked better than Sam Darnold looks, right? 
And he had major flaws. He threw picks, but yeah, he had ma- I, better talent around him too. I mean, that's the one thing with Sam is th- that's why this is the perfect game because he's not playing well and his team is terrible. Well, guy, their their team stinks. <laughs> I mean, stinks. Bell got hurt. Frank Gore, God love him. He guy, he's thirty eight years old. They're who's their best wide receiver? Crowder had the one Crowder. play where he took to the house, yeah. but they do not have anything. I, I think they'll struggle to score ten points, and really, they did against the Jets. Josh Allen just as they were driving to basically end the game in the first half, being twenty eight up twenty eight nothing, fumbles the ball, leads to a field goal, then they get a later touchdown to make it ten to you know the game was, I mean, an absolute bloodbath right in the first half. The Bills kicked their ass just. Toys felt them. like it was going to be. Actually, it looked exactly what sometimes Niners games look like. Yeah, the, the Bills dumb. I mean, the Bills were on a completely different level. Now, here would be my pushback on. We we just already bet on the Niners. Josh Allen just in that game relative to what Jimmy Garoppolo like he was just playing at a much higher level, right? In much more control, he was really accurate. His legs, like he is a potent runner. Mm-hmm. I, I know a lot of people like in the analytic community have just compared him. He's closer to Cam Newton than people think. And I was like, eh. Then you watch him like, God, he is not slow. And then he can do these throws across his body, just throw these darts. So it's like, well, are they just going to be a little more potent? It's crazy to say this. Like, are they a little more potent right now in offense than the Niners? I mean, yeah. Well, and Diggs, Diggs, how about the, who's the guy wearing Jamal Adams jersey who hit Diggs like he was Jamal Adams? I don't know who that was. He ain't Jamal Adams. But he ain't Jamal Adams because Diggs had... Almost a, uh, eight for eighty six. Um, yeah, look, they've they've got Diggs and Josh Allen's a freak show. But I did think I think the Niners will be able to run the ball on the Jets, and I think they'll throw the ball better. Like I think Jimmy will be better this week. And and I keep going back to I've seen some a lot of I shouldn't say it this way. I've seen a lot of criticism. I think the Niners' defense was good. I think Kyler is well, guy, like, they, somebody guy, has, they, they gave up 17 points. The one touchdown people forget came off a block punt at like the 15 yard and line. And the remember? other drive extended by two penalties. Yeah. I even Kyle was Kyle Shanahan was asked like, what do you do? How do you solve it? He's like, well, you sometimes you get, it's hard. It's freaking hard. Kyler. So I uh, Kyler a little like an NBA player. Like, how do you slow it down? Uh, yeah, James what, Harden when he's hot. I don't know. I put his like, hand. I hope he misses. He's like Allen Iverson. Yeah. I mean, he's, you hope he misses. With a, he's actually better at protecting his body than Allen Iverson. Way better. He's good. Uh, okay, so the Jets would be number one in your who do you want to play draft. Who would be number two? Well, really quick, back to the loss. On so I've been thinking a lot about this. It's not a terrible loss in the sense that you lost a talent, right? You lost to a really talented quarterback. You, you should win that game, and the Niners were in position to win the game, and they didn't execute it. But it's not like Sam Darnold just beat you. Like, if they were to lose this weekend... There's no way around it. It would be a fucking disaster. It would be the number one story in the league. Like the Niners are not going to make the playoffs. Because I, I, you could easily say with a straight face, you lost to the Jets, you're not making the playoffs. I can't take you seriously. Like that'd be a fair statement, right? I don't give a fuck how it looks, what happens. This is, you just can't lose this. But to me, this is the number one pick. I think by a country mile. I, I don't even know if there's a team in the conversation because like I said, the Dolphins, just look at the Dolphins roster. Like they got players and Fitzpatrick has won games. And they got a coach that clearly they like. The Jags literally just won a game where their quarterback went 19 to 20. Like, who 
the Texans just because they're zero and one. I mean, they got Deshaun Watson. You, well, I mean, the, like, who, the who Giants. Would the, would, uh, yeah, I wouldn't pick the Browns. Yeah, but Sa- but Saquon Barkley is dramatically better than anyone on the Jets. Well, well yeah, you asked me who I would, the second pick, not not who the yeah, first but, pick would be. I, but my point is, I don't even think there's someone. To, the, I think the Jets are so far away. Like our discussion is just like yeah, the Browns, the Jag, whoever. But the, you would feel much less confident picking one of those teams. Like, but we picked the Browns, and the Niners did beat the shit out of the Browns last year. But like, they do have a lot of talent. You know, just. That maybe just clicks that game. You you wouldn't pick the Jags, John. Uh, if you, I went back and watched the Jets a bunch the of worst Jag, team in the league. I went back and watched a bunch of Jags highlights because uh, this guy Trevor Sikama did this breakdown on Lavisca Chenault. And yeah. if you look at the box score, he had four catches, like thirty-seven or thirty-nine yards, a touchdown. But Jay Gruden had him in the backfield several times. He took a carry. He just got a handoff for five yards. He had him as a decoy on like a. Uh, like a uh, uh, coming out of the backfield where they faked the throw to him in the flat and then threw a bullet touchdown to the end zone. They had him like they had him all fake, over. One of those fake passes to get a guy open and then throw and it then across. and then open up the seam just a little bit to throw a slant. So it, I love that type of play. Jay Gruden is, is Jay, Jay Gruden their coach, coordinator? right? <laughs> yeah. and so yeah, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to play them. I did think watching if you were like watching the game with one eye at times. I swear I saw Monday Night Football I'm talking about now. I saw Joe Judge once for every 12 times. I saw the guy that is their offensive coordinator and is not their head coach. Jason Garrett well, was just well, – was also, was Joe Judge – where was Joe Judge? Nothing but Jason Garrett. Isn't it fair to say hashtag Cowboys? Like he, Jason Garrett moves the needle. So, right. Yeah. Jason Garrett's one of the most polarizing coaches. What do you, what do you think of uh, – and it's just football Twitter about you got to go for it on every fourth down. You can never punt. Always go for it at the goal line. Like, doesn't depending on who you play matter? And we talk about this a lot. Like, not every situation is. And listen, I'm as aggressive. I'm pro going for it in life, let alone football all the time. But there are certain times where it's okay to punt. It's okay to play defense. It's okay to be like, yeah, I don't think, you know, you can move the ball, right? Yeah, I thought when they uh, fourth down kicked the field goal and fourth and goal from the one, part of that was like they didn't look good on their first three plays. Now, the counter would be, well, did you watch the you end of the game? They needed the points. Yeah. yeah. You might I remember, John, Tim Murphy, Clovis East High School, 2000 and freaking, I don't even know what, 08, 09, 10 maybe. Run, running the triple maybe option, 06, right? Maybe 06, 05. I all those years blur together for me, but calling high school football in California, Central Valley, he went for fourth down no matter where they were every single fourth down. Yes, triple option. He would go for it. So what did he do on like fourth and eight? He would go for it from the tent, from the 15-yard line. He went for it, but it was rarely fourth and eight because he ran the ball three times on first, second, and third down. They'd throw it occasionally, but it worked. It worked. Now, it's high school football, but it worked. Well, remember that one of the case studies was that guy at like College of the Mines in Denver that yeah. refused to punt, and the analytical guys like had a boner for him and wanted to hire him as like the NFL head coach. He refused to punt, right? And again, I, I'm not pro punter. I'm not like rooting on the punt team. I do think there's just a time and a place sometimes, and I think their argument always is anything at midfield should go for it. And I, I you know, in the second half of a tight game, like if you're up. One point, you're going to give, especially if you're playing a potent offense, like field position does matter. 
Now, where I do agree with them, close to the goal line, when you're playing a good defense and it's hard to get down there, yeah, maybe you should. But I'm with you. I think a lot of times for coordinators, not just Monday Night Football, but I think let's just use Monday Night Football as an example. The Giants had a stretch where they got to like the goal line. They had three plays where they went backwards. And it was like, I don't think we're going to sniff it. And we, we can't go laterally. We can't go vertically. They, there's nothing we can do. You, and then there are times like there was a play in the Denver uh, Steel or the Denver Titan game where, well, hey, guys, they got clowny. They got this other guy that fell to them last year in the first round from Mississippi State because he had a torn ACL. He might He's going to be a defensive player of the year one day. Stop running it up the gut. Throw it outside or run it outside. And then there was a play. I'll give Riddick some credit. He's like, this is, they didn't have him outnumbered. And, and Melvin Gordon like walked into the end zone. So to me, it's like you have a scheme advantage, yes. But if you were just like the Giants are just outmanned against the Steelers. So kicking a field goal. Like I, I, the analytical community even think kickers and punters, they would they even want them if they could choose? Or would they use other players on those positions? It feels like I'm not even being facetious. You like mean like fill your like, roster spot with an extra receiver? Like, like and maybe a quarterback punt or punt? kick. I guess maybe they need a kickoff guy, but you would never punt. Maybe there is an inefficiency. Like just like punt one thing. That kickoff guy, like, can I get anybody to just kick it down the just kick it down the middle of the field? Probably, probably not. get a, one of your wide receivers or your corners that has a sweet leg, I would imagine. But like real kickers kick the ball out of bounds. That would be a problem. If you kick it out yeah. of bounds once a game, that'd be a mistake. You know. Oh, you're saying like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's no, a major no. mistake, right? Where does that ball get you? 40 or 35? Uh, is it the 45 or the 35? Well, one of the two. I, yeah, I'm not a great rules expert. I'm the opposite it's, of ball I, check. Yeah, it's like, where do they kick off now? From the 40? I gotta, I'm got. i rusty on my rules this year. Wasn't th- There was a play in the NFL, and I had forgotten this, and you're much better rule I think it's 15 like, from the restraining you're, line. You're, you're leaping out of bounds. Even if you're out of bounds and the ball doesn't cross the plane, but as long as you touch the pylon, even though it clearly is not over the line, it's an automatic touchdown. Because that play happened in the NFL this week. Yeah, you hit the, ball, bounds, hit the ball, hit the ball with the pylon. He's out of bounds. Or hit the pylon. He's with stretching the ball. the ball, the pylon, but the ball's not wouldn't be in the end zone. But right. it counts as. But touchdown. he hit the pylon. Pylons in. But bounds he hit the pylon. The, the pylon's NFL. a touchdown. Yeah. No matter what. Pylons We're out of your, bounds in college, but that play in college is still a touchdown. But like in that college, play been a touchdown. In college, you can't. If you cross the goal line, let's say you kick the pylon, but the ball is behind the goal line, you can still cross into the end zone for a touchdown. Whereas in college, yeah. if you kick the pylon, but the ball hasn't crossed, now the ball is out at that spot. like at the. What water. if I'm leaping out of bounds, right, and the ball is in my right hand, and I'm on the right side of the end zone, mm-hmm. and the ball of the end zone is like way out of bounds, but I'm, I'm parallel to the ground. But my hand touches the pylon. The ball has to touch the pylon, right? A body part doesn't count. I think if the ball, if you hit the pylon, the ball now, now you get the goal line extended because you're you're inbounds in the end zone because the pylon gotcha. is inbounds. So you just got to touch that pylon. I think, but guys, I but think, you're right. I, guys reach with the ball. What's well, a big right? thing? No in the one NFL, reaches they what they want them to reach, but no one reaches with their bare hand for the pylon to hit it. So maybe no, because the ball is always close. You always have the ball in the hand by the pylon. Do you feel like every rules analyst on the broadcast needs to be told, uh, if you wouldn't mind, talk a little faster, please. Can you get to your point? we got eight seconds here. Yeah, yeah. Officials are not used to being rushed, John. They're used to being able to take all the time. I'll be honest. I I can't stand the go to officials. I can't stand Steve Javi. The one guy I don't mind 
just because he looks like he's just ready for a four night bender at Vegas with some blow and some hookers is Blandino. I just yeah, I can't but to get me there are Blandino two guys when you go to them it's it's impossible for those guys when you go to them because they the reason because it takes forever to get to them because they're watching every game at once so Blandino like okay if it's a Monday night game let's say or a standalone Sunday game fine then it's a little quicker but we got to get to them the ones that are the best are the guys that are on site and can just weigh in immediately that's yeah. when it's the best. Blandino, if he's doing only that, but it's just hard. You're removed. I, I forget the guy's name with Al and Chris, but he's old. He's terrible. Is it Jerry he's Austin? Bad. I don't know. Yeah, I think it. Whoever the old guy is, it's either with Nance has the old guy or they have the old guy and it's bad. I, I, I just, I don't need the ref. Like, is that, that is some TV exec idea. I, so I don't need him, I man. actually I, used I to dislike it. Now everyone bitches about every call all the time. You need somebody who can. Who can just yeah, tell just, you what's up? You do I, because I, I otherwise everyone's him. screaming and yelling nonstop. So it's who's on, screaming at you on Twitter? Media? The guy is well, there because Twitter complains so much. That's well, who why the guy is check a Twitter. Just fucking but delete this is the what, app. This is what people want. I'm watching the broadcast. Nobody knows what's going on. What the hell? So they put a, I, a, a ref. In. Oh, wow. This is well, it exists clearly. because people talk about officiating nonstop. Truly, I don't actually think it's Twitter. I think truly it's probably the league saying people complain about our officials, so we need to put officials in place to explain to people what's going on. Yeah, you're right. That's fair. 49ers have a receiver problem. I'll rephrase. The 49ers have a pass catcher problem right now. That's that's fair. Uh, Debo Samuel's out for a couple more weeks. Brandon Ayuk should be back this week, but George Kittle got hurt. Kinda. He's fine, but he's not. We should keep an eye on it. Um, sprained knee is not nothing. I mean, Richie James. You say sprained knee is not nothing. Richie James. I mean, he got hurt. Like, that happened. It hurt. He came out. And then we found out it was a sprained knee. Uh, Richie James, I got to recheck his hammy. Say what you want. Like, he, you know, we saw Dante Pettis have to return the other day, which he doesn't do a lot of. So, they got, they, they got, they got to work through this somehow, some way. Part of this maybe is Jimmy elevating. Part of this is a lot's going to be on Brandon Ayuk if he's back. Part of this is, you know, Jordan Reed maybe. I they they just got to find a way to fit this thing, piece this thing together. You you had told me something that you read that Michael Lombardi tweeted that actually made the Debo thing not sound as crazy as I think. Because when I read a setback, I start thinking yeah. different. You it know, was actually David Lombardi. David Lombardi. I started thinking that he's out for the season. What, well, I what, not out for the season, but just like, are we just sure this guy's happened? ever going to come yeah. back? Yeah. So then Shanahan says in his press conference. Well, we tried to put him on IR, but we couldn't. But then, because it was an old, it was a camp injury. It wasn't a new injury. But then, basically, we explained that he ran. He was sore. It wasn't getting better. That's a new injury. So we put him on IR. David Lombardi's point was: read, he tweeted this. Read between the lines. Maybe that soreness is just convenient because that's the only way to get him on IR. Is if something new came up. If it was the same injury from before, they couldn't have put him on IR for three weeks. Now they can put him on IR for three weeks because he's sore. So when we th- saw something happen, we thought, did he did did he injure it further? Yeah. It doesn't sound like that's what happened. Lombardi also said something like they don't really want him playing on turf right away. So they Kyle seemed optimistic they'd have him back when they Lombardi played. Lombardi a Stanford guy, he knows his shit. Uh, he's also covers the team. The team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I I think the rule for short-term IR, this special rule they implemented this year, the three-week rule, which is actually cool. I think they should just keep it. You had it had to be an injury during training camp, or and it happens with guys that got hurt in these games. I've seen some teams do it. So guys, I saw a bunch of guys went on IR. IR deadline. 
or just well, no, any you, injury you, in camp. You had to get you couldn't get hurt on your own and then show up at camp and then I put you on short term IR to like manipulate the roster. You right. had to get hurt in Which training. Which is what camp. happened to Debo. I saw a bunch of guys that got hurt week one. They get immediately when you see IR. My my thought process as someone that just follows the NFL, like, oh, this guy's out for the season. Six and weeks, then you yeah. read like two lines, like, hey, he should be back in like a month. So it's just okay. They're manipulating the roster. To me, the Debo thing, that makes me feel better because when I originally saw he put on IR after Kyle said we weren't allowed to do that, I took him at face value just because I didn't think that much deep into it. Makes sense. Because if he was have a serious setback, that'd be a major problem, guy. I, I would might start thinking about this team a little bit differently. If you tell me he comes back 100% and he's completely healed from this injury by week four or five, I feel better about this team than he might miss half the season and the second half might be limping around. Brandon Ayuk, I, a hamstring injury is no joke because the one thing you see just with speed players, and that's what I think they view him at, right? One thing John Lynch said after they drafted him, he's like, we didn't buy into the 4-5-40 time. We watched him on tape and we talked to Herm and they thought he was a 4-4 guy. And I think it's fair, like you watch him play, he clearly will like, to me, Juju, Devontae in college, those guys were 4-5 guys. Brandon Ayuk was like a four four five or four five six or like he's just I wouldn't call him like Amari right I wouldn't call him like Deshaun or Ruggs but he's not Keenan or Michael Thomas right he was viewed as a guy that could stretch the field I'd even say Debo is closer to those guys yeah, right I would agree. more but you know physical guy but they they need like they need both those two guys they need one guy stretching the field the other guy work in the middle and fucking George Kittle. The problem is one guy's on short-term IR. The other guy's coming back from a hammy. And is a no, rookie. Kittle has a sprained knee. And is a rookie, yeah. So it's just, it's hard. Football is not easy for veterans, let alone rookies that have never played in a snap during Corona. To me, the Kittle thing is a little nerve-wracking. Like, is this going to be one of those things that he's just already dinged up all season? You know, he's kind of got this Gronk vibe going. This isn't fair right to him. I can't help but think of the fact that it happens right after you give him Money, right? The contract extension that has nothing but to do with him. But he looks so good in that no, game. No, no, of you course. Know? Like, I'm just saying, like, well, it's why I want to. It's why I'm sure Kyle, you know, wants to fucking throw a football at Jimmy's face. Like, what are you doing? You're ruining our investments. You're ruining our fucking team. God, you know, it, it to me, he's such a big part of just, the run game too. It's not like it's just a part of the pass game, right? Guy, when you get hurt, just naturally, like rugs got tackled. You know, you just it's football. You get you live with it. When you have something like Kittle, that one's like, oh my God, we're losing George because Jimmy couldn't have hit like Shaquille O'Neal would have struggled to, to me, catch the, that ball. The other one would be like if it was down 20 yards down the field, down the seam, two linebackers converge. This should be the last play anybody gets hurt on, right? The last throw that anybody gets hurt on. That's part of the well, I bet the, I bet the Niners would tell you if you just hit him, he's strong enough. Now, Buda Baker, for whatever reason, plays Kittle pretty well. Feels like he, how many tackles does he have on Kittle the last couple of years? I, I talk I, when I remember he when Buda low. Baker was extended. I was like, God, that's kind of crazy. But then I remember every time I watch him against the Niners, the guy's an ass kicker. He, it feels like he has thirty tackles the last three Fear, times. He plays he fearless for sure. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, he's a UW guy, right? Mm-hmm. Part of that sweet secondary with all those guys. Um, I just. This is back to what we were talking about. The schedule, the Niners got a little lucky because they are just rewatching that play of Dante Pettis guy. I, I just, Bad. yeah, he just, you can't, you know, what? To, to me under, I, I just think even if you're not going to catch it, like Emmanuel Sanders, for example, in the Super Bowl, that was clear, right? He, he could have leaped and he still wouldn't even have got close. Like it was a legit overthrow 
leaping doesn't do anything. To me, the Pettis one was like, bro, that's one where at least your coaches go, this guy's laying on the line for us. And then not only does he not leap, and we talked about this on Sunday, so I'm not trying to beat a dead horse, but for him immediately to like, because right when he, I think he knew he might get hit because the, the the safety was coming over. Yeah. And it's like, that's where to me, when I'm watching the film, if I'm Kyle, I go, I, I can't trust that. I can't trust this guy in a game. Like I can trust Kittle. I can clearly trust Juszczyk. Kendrick Bourne, he might drop the ball, but he ain't scared. Trent Taylor, I'm not the biggest fan of, but I at least game one, I he's not scared. I, I think Pettis is like get alligator arms. It's like I I, I can't do that. I, I I think you have to think about who they would know better than me. Just some random guys they have on the practice squad. But they need. But here's the thing: if Richie James isn't returning, yeah, they they just that's where they're forced into a position. Where they don't have a choice. They have to play Pettis. What, that sucks. One thing that was interesting: he's not, he's not good enough, guy. Shan- he's going to get you beat. Shanahan said was. Because somebody asked him, one of the media people asked him at his press conference on, I think it was Monday or Tuesday, was what he thought. Monday afternoon. Monday afternoon. Was um, from a separation standpoint, he said the receivers did a pretty good job. In other words, our guys were mostly open. Now, then he said, well, on the ball that Jimmy underthrew in the end zone, Kendrick comes back to that ball better. He can draw a PI. On the Dante ball, he said, yeah, he he had separation there. We just didn't make the play. Which to me felt like a comment on Dante and on Jimmy, not like just not on a the great throw. throw. He could have leaped, yeah. And who? But it's one of those like I don't know if he would have caught it or not. But we'd all would have felt better if he had just taken a dive for the ball. But would you appreciate if Kyle, if Kyle was going Bruce Arians and just airing everyone out? Would Jimmy or Pettis get it worse? Jimmy, Jimmy would have got it bad, don't you think? Jimmy would get it worse. Yeah. I mean, Arians gave it to Brady. So, I mean, which, by the way, Jimmy everyone's like, Brady, he must be furious. And I'm like, do you guys have any idea who Brady just played for his whole career? Well, guy, haven't we read and talked about a million stories from one like, Patriot way or whatever it is about attention? the way they operate? I mean, what are we talking about? Like, Brady can be coached hard. That's the beauty of this. That's why it works. Yeah. <laughs> now, I think the pushback, he he's not used to getting aired out publicly. But my takeaway is, why does it matter? Do, like, so the media is like, whatever, what, oh, whoa. If it, what happens, you're either getting aired out by the coach or not. I also think right? Bruce you're, knows what he's doing. Yeah. Is Bruce, is Bruce trying? My thought was, is Bruce trying to push Tom's buttons here? I think probably a little, but I, I saw Coward opened up a show today. He's like, if you watch, he's basically he had a good point. He's like, Bruce, have you not been watching the last 20 years? Tom Brady's not really a guy that needs his buttons pushed publicly. Like I agree with that. But I now he yeah, he did come out, Arians, and say one thing I think he said about after the game. Because this is the one thing, if Kyle did say this, it'd make our jobs easier, right? We're kind of we have to read between the lines. Luckily, we got Lombardi and we know the way they kind of talk. But Kyle doesn't really air guys out. He does it kind of indirectly, like the way you just described. Yeah. Arians did come out. Because one thing when you just air people out. Arian said that Brady fucked Mike Evans on one, and then he came back on Monday and said, actually, it was. So when you do it, everything's live. You don't truly know, right? Even these coaches and players, like you got to go back and watch the tape. People like you and me and all these fans listen, we got no clue. We're just guessing like, what a shitty route where the route might have been perfect or what a shitty throw where the guy was supposed to be there. That's That's what makes football. I mean, football is just made. For gambling, for TV, for talk radio, it's just it's the perfect sport. <laughs> I was talking to a buddy who was, who was telling me because no one knows a goddamn thing. No, I was talking to somebody today who was like, 
He's like, every time everyone says something like, oh, it's cover two. He's like, yeah, maybe that's what it looks like at the snap. Sure. But what you think it is based on TV at the snap isn't necessarily what the quarterback sees two seconds before the snap or two seconds after the snap. Anyway, my my pushback just with that comment right there, the cover two. And I wish if Lewis, who I love Lewis, and I think commentators do this in general, Lewis, I'd say 90%, 98% of people watching don't even know what that means. It's just, you can't just, throw, oh, it's well, one thing yeah, though. I, agree with I that. think if you just roll a go route, a deep route, a power run, like I think people generally know that, but when, but to I, me, cover two I, is pretty. I agree, but I also think the game's three hours. You got time to do it, something for, you got time to talk about cover two and you got time to talk about, you know, somebody's grandma. Like you got time for everything. Yeah, that's give, true. Give, give everybody a little bit. I, I do think it's bit. hard for these football guys, and I think Lewis is one that just knows so much to like most people don't understand, like, oh, we just we gotta buzz the, you know, whatever. It's like I don't think people know I got I remember when I got to the NFL, I'm like, what well, does that mean? Well, think about what? John, anytime the mics pick I was up and, I remember I, I was overwhelmed. I mean, basically every day I was in the office. I'm like, this is insane. A- every time Chinese? the microphones pick up an audible, no one talks about what the play was. Everyone just talks about, he said the coach's wife's name. Did everybody pick up? <laughs> which is fine. It's funny. I, I, I got no problem with that. Anyway, Niners receivers. Uh, it went from kind of looking like a strength. You know, you had Debo coming back. Ayuk drafted. A strength, Kittle, but we knew Juszczyk. it was like well, yeah, the thin. margins were thin. Now it's, now it's really thin. Jalen's torn ACL. They had about seven guys they signed in training yeah, camp all around. Right. Pretty sure all those guys didn't go on short-term IR, right? They just went, you're good for the year. Torn knees and broken ankles and disaster. Yeah. And you're right, Richie James just randomly is just hurt, right? And he hasn't Ooh, been ruled out, hurt. but they got to recheck his, his hamstring on Wednesday, so... Ooh, DraftKings. This is our first double game week on DraftKings. DraftKings app, sign up, promo code HAM. The U.S. Open golf is full. The NFL Sunday-only game is almost full. It might be full by the time you hear this, which means here's the lesson if you didn't get in. Get in now to our league. Sign up now with promo code HAM, and then you'll be ready to roll next week. Get out ahead of this thing. It's easy, guy. Just go download the DraftKings app, promo code HAM. You get in our games. If you've been missing out on the golf, it's that thing filled up quick. I can't wait for the U.S. Open. Football. My team actually wasn't terrible. I think it finished 30th last week. Nice. Uh, Out of 200. How are you? Huh? Yeah, you weren't good. It, it, it's hard. I think I was I mean, 176th. It, it, it's, it's difficult. Uh, get in the game. Download the DraftKings app. You can play in your own individual games if you want. There's a ton of different options. Cheap games, expensive games. You can play people head-to-head. I can't recommend it enough. I, I love the product. I've invested in the stock. Uh, it's booming. Took a big jump uh, when they announced the ESPN partnership. Oh, thank 17%. God. 17%. DraftKings, download DraftKings, promo code HAM, promo code HAM. We appreciate you using promo code HAM when you sign up for that. Um, Over the course of the year, all kinds of things going on at DraftKings, plus uh, the $100 million in prizes and one lucky winner who's taken home a $1 million cash prize when you sign up with code HAM. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. If you have any trouble finding our league, getting in our games, just DM us on Instagram. We'll make sure you get set up. Do it. We thought we would do a topic, subject, headline called Biggest Lie of the Week, John, um, from the weekend. Things that people misinterpreted or, you know, I guess you could call it an overreaction. But to me, it's not quite an overreaction. It's just something that happened that might be a little bit misleading. Because I think we overvalue, you said it earlier and you're right, overvalue week one sometimes. That said, 
we were right a lot about about a lot of the, our picks week one because uh, we agreed on a lot of stuff, and the ones we agreed on, we were right. And even some we disagreed on, one of us was right. So we were right on everything, basically. Um, <laughs> so, all right, here's what I was thinking for a lie of the week. And is yours, you have one as well. It's, is yours anything related to the Bucks or the Saints? Uh, no. Okay, so I want your reaction to this. My, my lie of the week is kind of twofold. I think the focus has been on Brady, that Brady, you know, two picks, washed up, whatever. My lie is, is partly that in that I, I think he's going to be fine, but it's more Breeze related. I think if you pull up just the scores app or caught some highlights and saw Alvin Kamara running, and if you watch Saints Bucks highlights, you probably saw more Brady being bad than anything else. I don't think, I don't think the way Breeze plays really quite resonates. He did not make any particularly spectacular plays. Now they did hit a couple of Jared Cook had a big catch and Kamara did have a big catch and run. Breeze was 18 of 30. That's 60 touchdown, right? 60%. The Kamara play was a touchdown. Yeah. Yeah. 60%. That's five yards per completion. Uh, I got to imagine his air yards then was, I haven't looked, but it had to be under, I mean, it was under five if he was five yards of completion, because a lot of them were short throws. Yeah. Um, two touchdowns, no picks, but threw a ball that probably, two two balls I thought that could have been picks. So not that Brady was great. Brady was 68%, though, or 67%, uh, 64%, actually. Two touchdowns, two picks, 240. I think Tom's fine. To me, it's more about if you, I think people saw that the Saints scored 34 points and just assumed Breeze is rolling, and I... I don't think that. I will get a better look at him when he plays Monday Night Football against the Raiders. Um, maybe this was just a difficult game. He should be better this week against this Raiders defense. But I, my antenna is up. The lie being the Saints are just rolling. Here we go. They're the the new greatest show on turf. What they've been since the Rams, since they took over that title from the Rams. I'm not so sure. Well, guy, think baseball. What happens now with starters? They don't go nine innings anymore. Oh, you so want to go? Five. They do have a guy in the bullpen, and his name is Famous but, it, James. but the problem is you don't want him closing games. No, but I'm just saying. One if, score game, what do we do? Go to James. I think it, it would be fascinating. Yeah, it would be. If Breeze were to roll an ankle and miss two weeks. Because it's pretty clear. You watch more of that game than me. They opened the game. I saw when they did that little dump off to Taysom. Like, Taysom no is not their the backup game, yeah. quarterback. Because he's the their tight end slash hybrid fullback. It was right? one of those, he, we paid the guy, let's do something with him. Would you agree he's not their backup quarterback? Absolutely, I would agree that. Yeah. I, we knew I that mean, last year when Teddy started in front of him. Yeah, so I mean, he's not their backup quarterback. I do think their roster, though, like they have a team that's going to win 11 to 13 yeah. games. Yeah. Now, I think the question is, well, I think big picture where you're nailing it on, is Breeze a limitation in the playoffs when you can really, you know, game plan for him? And I mean, clearly Tampa did, and they well, restrained the guy. Can I like add? He, I, you just is, is he gonna? Can they win a playoff game with him throwing for 155 yards? I'll ask you a simple question: Are they playing at home with fans? Uh, well, you think you could never rule that out? As I yeah, ran but, into a guy today at the at the at when I picked up lunch, they're like, I said, when do you think uh, your guys' restaurant will be open? They're like, oh, no later, November fourth. So it's like, yeah, I mean, fan, I got a, I got a haircut fans. indoors this week. Um, so I'm just saying what you just said, the, it's definitely a possibility that he is what he can not well, do what but, is necessary. Oh, in the I'm going to push back pre coronavirus. They did play a home game 
with fans, and they lost to Kirk Cousins. Yeah, right. And so he, maybe and he was not great. But, uh, but but yes, this is. I think, you feel is he good enough right now to win a Super Bowl? No, I think what everybody yeah. is saying about Tom is what they should be saying about Drew, which is we don't. What is what is going on? Who would you take right now the rest of the season if your team was, you know, a playoff team? Tom or Drew? I mean, I'd take Tom. I, now the again his I'm, best attribute on that team is he knows the playbook. Tom doesn't. They're they're, yeah, like, you just, they're figuring things out on the fly. Tom's a better player right the now. The other thing arm is strength. Drew, but Drew has his whole career played with this arm strength. It feels like maybe his Tom's gotten a little. Do you worse feel like watching Tom? Years. His arm strength's not quite as good. Well, I thought it was similar to last year's, which was not quite as good. Yeah, but it's not bad, right? It's just not quite as zippy. It's not quite as zippy. It's it's he has to know where the receiver's going to be and beat the receiver to the spot, unlike those outs. Yeah, where I think he's lost a little bit is he used to be a stronger arm. Like what he was is basically Steve Young, Drew Brees, taller, stronger arm. Right? He had a he had a pretty. I wouldn't say he threw like ninety eight, but he definitely was never like a Peyton Rivers or Brees. He yeah. was always like in the mid nineties, so he was as accurate as those guys. But he had a way bigger arm. It's why I always thought in the playoffs you'd go, well, I wouldn't trust Drew Brees outside, and you wouldn't in a freezing cold game. I wouldn't trust Peyton Manning in most outside games, and you didn't feel great about it. Philip Rivers, same thing. Tom's like, fuck it. I'm just throwing it right through the wind. Where I think Tom now is probably throwing yeah. like 92. And the other problem is, he does, I think he's like, I don't know where this guy's going to be. And Gronk's telling these guys, listen, Tom likes it here. Where Breeze, they're all on the same page. But you could argue Tom's going to get that. Thomas is hurt. Wouldn't you say the season as, as it goes on, Tom's going to get that? Breeze already has that. I, I I would maybe you've convinced me. I'm gonna short the Saints. Not to they're gonna be good and they're they have James. They could they're gonna make the playoffs. My question though is that you watch, they'll be like, I think this team can win the Super Bowl, and they'll be a team that might have to fight to win one and, playoff. And game. all you listeners who listen to us will be saying, No, they can't win the Super Bowl. Uh okay. I will real quick, the touchdown pass to Mike Evans was pretty awesome though. Yeah, I, I think they're going to get on the same page, guy. I, I, I really do. I, I'm a R- Ronald Johnson guy. I actually think Leonard Fournette has some talent. You, like they're keep an eye. Yeah. They're, they're they're coming. They, they are going to. They're going to be a second half team. I don't even think that's debatable. Unless Tom, like, what happened? I mean, is Tom eventually just going to get a rolled ankle? Like, is Tom just even Drew Brees last year hit his thumb? Why does that never happen to Brady? Like, he just never gets hurt. Is it the avocados? I don't know. Tomatoes? <laughs> I don't know. Okay, let's go Which to Brady's is. old team. Okay. Because I think one of the big overreactions is like, Cam Newton! And listen, I, I I think this guy's the greatest coach ever. And clearly Josh McDaniels, who knows how he wants, he's going to be as a head coach. Who knows <laughs> if he'll he ever, ever become wants to be a head coach again. Yeah, I don't know. But one thing we know is he's a fantastic offensive coordinator. You agree there? Like his yeah, resume yes. for Bill. Yep. Like he, he, he's elite game planner. They beat the Miami Dolphins, who... I've been saying all offseason, people anointed the Miami Dolphins coming off four or five wins, unlike any team I've ever seen. Especially when they're not like, it'd be one thing if Tua was playing, and they're like, oh, no, he's, I don't even think Tua's going to play this year. So let's just, Dolphins are going to win four or five games again. Cam Newton threw for 155 yards. 155 yards. And clearly, I think he's healthy. I mean, he definitely is healthy, right? You just watch him run around. He's moving around unlike he did. I just go to their wide receivers guy. They have Julian Edelman, who's a much older version of Julian Edelman, who tore his ACL, I think, was it might have been two years ago, but he's just he's just an aging slot receiver. 
And their best receiver is Nikhil Harry, who I like. But I think ideally at this point in time in Nikhil Harry's career, if he could be like around a Devontae Adams or best case, be like a three. He's their number one wide receiver. Him and Edelman had five catches. Or excuse me, five each. They play Seattle this week. Like as they just played the Bills, are they going to have enough offense? And again, I think Cam is healthy enough. I just don't know if they have enough around them. And they held them to 11 points. They're the Dolphins. As they play these better teams, is there a chance they lose this week by like 12, 15 points just because they can't score with them? Well, are we going to... Are we going to... Cam can't just play like a running back every week, can he? Not not, an, not not if he expects to last the season, no. You know, of his 15 rushes, do you know how many of them are scripted, like legit quarterback runs? How many? 14. That's a lot. No, but that's the that's the plan. And like you said to me on Sunday... They're just going to use him this way because this is the only way it's worth it to them to use him. It's not worth They're not going like, all right, let's drop Cam back 25 times, not run him at all. That's a waste. We might as well play Stidham. Because so, wouldn't you say watching Kyler, they did not use Kyler like that. He ran no. a lot, but a lot of it was just like, uh, no one's open, no one's open, take off, right? Cam is quarterback sweeps, quarterback powers. They do it with Josh Allen. It, it, it is just the more you do that, the more you risk a broken arm. Right, a uh, deep bone bruise where you can't walk. Well, are are they just gonna win seven or eight games, and we're gonna go? That was a good performance by Bill. He got the most well, out of out of Cam, right? But I guy, think people I, are watching I, this, talking about like, are they gonna win the division? It's like, I don't think yeah, so. Well, that, that's my pushback. I, I think they're gonna compete to win eight, nine. Like they're gonna be in the wild card mix. I just think there are gonna be some games against good teams where maybe the Bills beat them like seventeen to nothing or something. You know, he just they just can't move the ball because if you. Wouldn't the game plan as this goes on, you basically approach him like Saquon Barkley? Like, I'm just not letting Cam run. You guys can let Edelman dink and dunk me. Yeah, and maybe he's good enough passer that if you do that, then it's just going to be hard to Edelman and Harry are good enough. Well, that's to me, that's the question. Is he a good enough passer to do that? Because in the he I mean, didn't have to be in the Dolphins. If game. he's if, and he's proven but, to but be look, solid. Yeah, he was 15 and 19 for 155. Doesn't sound like much, but it's you know eight yards of completion. Yeah, I mean it's not it's again that's not twelve win explosive offense, but it's to me that's good enough if you sell out to stop the run. I think he's still a solid enough passer to win you seven, eight, nine games, but that's not getting him paid. No, and again, it might not be enough. We'll see because I said the other day. I'm not. Again, I'm, not he's got I'm not even blaming him. No, no, no. Really, it's just what he is. You got Jamal Adams this week coming at him. You got uh, who do they play week three? We just talked about this. Somebody significant. Oh, the Raiders. Uh, you got Jonathan Abram week three. Then they got the Chiefs. Then they got the Chiefs. <laughs> then they got Denver. Tough little stretch. Then they get the Niners off a bye. Not inconceivable they go 0-3 the next three games. It could right? be interesting. Niners off a bye. That's a fun game. I am i can't wait. I'm, the, One actually, thing, the AFC East is a little more interesting. It's got an easy game for the Niners, but it also got some games that I the Bills and the Patriot game I want to watch. Yeah. One thing you'll say... It's good enough that like the Patriots are just you got to watch the Patriots. It's just cool, yeah. like seeing Cam and a Patriots. It's just kind of cool. It is infinitely better than if they had just not signed him and gone with Jared Stidham, right? Infinitely, like it's not even debate. It's just thank yeah. you, Bill. Yeah, you 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 stayed relevant and probably wild card mix. And is there any doubt in your mind that Cam like that? This is they're not re-signing Cam next year, right? This is just a one year. Let's see how many games we can win this year. I wouldn't go that. Let's just see how it plays out. I don't out. think he's coming back. I, I would doubt it. it, but 
Yeah. Well, I just think they're going to run him 20 times a game. Yeah, well, exactly. <laughs> uh, all right, John, let's tell the people about LinkedIn. LinkedIn.com slash ham. You post a job at LinkedIn.com. It gives you $50 off your first job post. How do you beat that guy? LinkedIn.com slash ham. Like he said, $50 off your first job post. Over 680 million people, 90 million people on LinkedIn. A lot of people on LinkedIn. Don't, don't, yeah, 690 million. That extra 10 million. That's a lot of people, guy. That's a lot of people. Your next employee could be among those 10 million. We have the best part about LinkedIn jobs, guy, it searches for the hard and the soft skills to isolate and specifically land you the person that you're looking for. We're all on it. I bet everyone listening is on it. If you are looking to hire, linkedinjobs.com slash ham gets you $50 off your first off your first job post, and it's just where people are hired. I mean, that's where the job force is. You're crazy if you're not doing it. I couldn't recommend it enough. I know a lot of people that have done it, and they've had, uh, they give linkedin.com slash ham uh, rave reviews. Especially now, you're getting just slammed with job applications, so uh, you can't spend all your time on that. linkedin.com slash ham, 50 bucks off your first job post, Put your job in front of the most qualified members every day so it's seen by people looking for jobs just like yours. That's why LinkedIn Jobs helps you hire the right people faster. LinkedIn.com slash ham. Terms and conditions apply. This is something we call two-minute drill, John. Uh, This one's four topics, two minutes each. Very quick reaction and uh, very simple. Just a little fun. Something to change it up a little bit. Two minutes on the clock. You ready? Do it. Seven seconds or less, Mike D'Antoni, that's his nickname, the book, not actually the segment here, uh, resigned slash just told the Rockets, I'm not coming back while the team was in the air on their way back home. In fact, his agent released it while they were in the air. So they land, bing, 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 everyone's phones go off. D'Antoni apparently was mad. The owner had not reached out to him the night or the night after the loss. And so he walked away, said, I'm out. Scumbag or slick move by uh, Mike D'Antoni? I would say if you have a good working relationship and everyone's on the same page and you just, they don't know that you don't like them, it would be a scummy move. But if you, there was an article written on Tuesday morning talking about how the owner did not handle this situation that well. And as someone who's a little spiteful and has been in a situation before where he hated his superiors, but didn't have the juice Mike D'Antoni had, would have. Or the money. I would have, I would have paid. I would have paid to be able to pull off a move like this. I can't even tell you, and I'm sure how, uh, just how liberating it had to feel for Mike. Like, fuck you, basically. That's what he's saying. Now, part of doing that in D'Antoni's situation, there is some collateral damage because it, like, if you have a good working relationship with Daryl Morey and probably some of your coaching staff that doesn't, I'm sure the coaching staff has some idea. There are probably some people that didn't know that it sucks, but... You're mainly doing that for one individual, right? Tillman for for one individual. Yeah, the owner. Yeah. 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 Uh, So I I say I'm with you. Like, slick. Like, he was offended. Now, he had had dinner with Maury, and that's where it gets weird. It's like, do you tell Daryl Maury ahead of time? You're kind of offended if you're Daryl. But if you're Daryl, maybe you're mad about the same stuff that Mike's mad about. You just can't do anything about it, and you kind of respect the move. Isn't that possible? Daryl's like, I wish you told me, but I hope I get to go out like that, too. Yeah, I, I, I'm i going to keep this in the hopper. I might do this one day <laughs> I wish well. you hadn't done it, because then it won't be as original when I do it. Yeah. All right, you're up. Okay, you you, you ready? Uh, I got a good one for you, guys. Okay. 
The U.S. Open, which was supposed to be played in the middle of the summer, has now been moved this week. And actually, I think the weather in New York is still pretty pretty nice. I saw Tiger was practicing around wearing shorts. I'm sure you saw on Instagram. Anyone can see on Twitter. There are some crazy videos. These greens are insane. Slopes. Clearly, it's running. They also have this stuff called rough. And I saw Patrick Reed said he played a practice round on Saturday and Sunday. He said he thought the rough was 12 inches. Now, granted, someone told him they hadn't mowed it yet. He said they mowed it on Monday. It's still pretty outrageous. Are you rooting for Wingfoot or the players? That's a lot of... A foot is a lot of rough, John. Yeah. I think they kept it at like six or seven inches. Wingfoot or the player? Are you rooting for the course? Uh, Kind, yes. The short answer is yes to a point. I like to watch the best golfers in the world look like the best golfers in the world. So yeah, I don't like it to be, I mean, eight minus 18, like minus 17. Like I don't, I like him to look like the best golfers in the world at like minus seven, where I can tell the course is really hard and they just make great shots. I don't get much joy out of turning on the TV. Golf is long. It's all day long. It's four days in a row. Watching these guys hack it up like it's me at a Muni. I don't like watching them suffer. I like watching them get challenged. I like watching them have to hit difficult shots. I like watching them not make it look too easy where everyone's like, oh, Scotty Scheffler, 68, uh, 64, 62, course record, 58. Here comes Furyk with a 57. Like, I'm not looking for that. But I don't like to watch these guys suffer. I don't think that's fun. Uh, I want to see them be in the minus six, minus five, minus four range. What did Morikawa win the PGA Championship at? Like I think minus twelve. Okay, minus even that I can I can do that because it took a while to get there, right? It wasn't like minus twelve out of the box. So I'm rooting for the course to keep them in the single digit minus, not plus five. Yeah, I don't need to see plus five. I do think there's something special about a U.S. Open, though, being right around even par. Now, I would rather see like minus two or three because that probably means a big birdie on like the back nine of Sunday. But like, I don't need to see minus twelve. A part of a U.S. Open is carnage, guy. Carnage. No, I'm rooting. I'm rooting for Wingfoot. I, I actually not opposed. Plus one or two wins it. I, I'm cool. Okay, but in uh, the last time they played the U.S. Open at Wingfoot, when? Jeff, oh, six. Jeff, uh, Jeff Ogilvie, was that the winner? Yes. He won it at plus five. Furick, Mickelson, Colin Montgomery at plus six. Patty Harrington at plus seven. Did you see the picture of Phil Mickelson in that tournament relative to this year? He posted a picture. I did. Of himself in 06. Yep. And then himself now. And he was obviously at the peak of his powers, wouldn't you say, right around the mid-2000s when he was winning the Masters and He's finished second in this tournament, guys, six times. I mean, it's if you're not going to win it, at least he can say, "Listen, I, I I finished second in the U.S. Open six times." He was big. Like, he was. He said, "I, I would guess I, he wears two twenty. What do you think he weighed there? Two fifty? Yeah, two sixty. He, he the his uh, health coffee is the thing that's made all the difference now, John. Yeah. Um, your turn. I'm up. Uh, on Tuesday, the president of the University of Nebraska was heard by a podium, which he was not about to speak at, speaking to the person who was standing at the podium that has a hot mic, telling that person very excitedly, like a kid on Christmas Eve, that they're going to announce that uh, Nebraska and the Big Ten is going to return to football. Then Twitter had the video, somebody zoomed in on him sitting on the side, scrolling on his phone, realizing that he'd been caught on a hot mic and everybody was talking about him. Is Nebraska, who's been the front near the front of this Big Ten discussion, relevant in football again? I'm a sucker for the Nebraska Cornhuskers guy. 
any baby born in the mid-80s, by the time you kind of come into your sports-watching life in the mid-90s, college football, unlike now, it's a little more universal and probably the world is flat in this, in, Cal, in uh, America. There was like two or three teams. They were sweet. There was like the U, Florida State, and Nebraska. And you just watched them like you did like the Yankees or the Red Sox. And Nebraska was badass. And I want them to come back badly. I don't know Scott Frost, never met the guy. I'm rooting for him to succeed, guy. I am rooting for this team to turn it around. Now, I'm also realistic because once you start working in the business, you realize they had the market cornered. They had like an unlimited amount of scholarships back then. They had this weird thing about local walk-ons. They had like 200 guys on their team. It's clearly that division. I don't know if they're ever going to be good. How are they ever going to beat guy? Definitely Ohio State, but let's even take them out of there. Wisconsin is dramatically ahead of them. Penn State clearly with James Franklin. And Harbaugh, who gets criticized a lot, is in a different stratosphere right now than Nebraska. Hell, Iowa. I mean, all these guys in the pros coming from Iowa. Can Nebraska win in this conference? I'd probably tend to lean no. They need to go back to the Big 12. Yeah, which is, you know, at least in the Big 12, it was easier to recruit in Texas. So many parents identify them. People said, well, they'll still be able to recruit here. So many people in the area still identify with tech, with Nebraska because they watched them for so long. But I don't think so either. That said, they were Tommy Frazier was my favorite college football player oh. from my childhood. I'll never forget where I was. Do you remember Matt Davidson, the guy who caught that ball? I was getting a haircut. I was about to get a regular boy's haircut for $6 when Matt Davidson in the back of the end zone kicked the ball up with his legs and then caught it uh, against Missouri. So, uh, Or maybe his teammate kicked it up and he caught it. But regardless, I'm rooting for him because their uniforms are sweet, their stadium's sweet. But, yeah, I don't know. Unif- uniforms are sweet. There's no way around it. Last one. You're up. Okay, I'm up. Guy, you had a controversial tweet once upon a time with our friend Dan Jeremiah. And this was before I think anyone even thought that the Padres were going to be any good. That's right. And, and you said their uniforms were ugly. Yeah, and I think spe- the all-brown tops. Yes, ugly. There's some fairness to it, right? I mean, they, they're not great looking. U-G-L-Y. But you then admitted, well, listen, if the Browns had been the Patriots these last 20 years, the Browns uniforms, everyone would think are sweet in America. You have a problem on your hands because the Padres, who last night beat the shit out of the Dodgers, I'm checking the standings right now. The Dodgers are 33 and 15, which if this was 162, that'd be a fantastic record. The Padres guy are 32 and 17. Are 32 and 17. Your take is aging worse. If they win the World Series, will you buy a brown shirt? Well, I'm taking Nick Young's uh, nickname and I'm giving it to the Padres, John, because it's not just that they're good, like they're, they're swaggy P. Like they are talking shit to the other team. I saw the highlight of the home run where the guy's talking trash. I'm like, ugh. And then I looked, I was like, oh, he's doing it to the Dodgers? Sweet. Damn, man. <laughs> like, I thought he was doing it to the Rockies or the Diamondbacks. No, he did it to the Dodgers. Like, they 32 believe. 32 and 17, I'm, I'm with it. So, uh, your question, no. I'm not. Now, would, if Daniel Jeremiah buys me a brown jersey or shirt, that I would wear. If somebody else paid for it, yes, I would wear it. I'd go, if you wouldn't mind, maybe give me the home pinstripe. That's nice. But the brown roadies. If they were to win the World Series, I would wear one. I just, I'm not paying for it. No. You, is it fair to say, beside the Dodgers, they're the second best team in all of baseball right now? Yeah. I mean, the Yankees are battling <laughs> the, the Orioles for the last <laughs> playoff spot, although Giancarlo just came back. I think Brown would compliment my hair and my eyes, though. So maybe uh, it's ugly, but I could pull it off. Real World Series title if they win it this year? Yeah. Because everybody else, it like, 
you know, uh, everyone's playing for the same thing. So, yeah, it's a real championship. I mean, it's weird. It's weird compared to other years, but they're competing with, like, everyone's in the tournament. So, yeah, World Series champs. Do- guy, Dodgers, Padres, give me NLCS. That would be cool. That would be cool. I'm talking fast because we have breaking news, John. What is it? I'm ready to go. Tell, talk. Uh, Muhammad Sanu, 49ers, have come to an agreement. He's now a 49er. The same guy that got traded last year, if you remember, for a second-round pick to Bill Belichick, I, I, who then Bill Belichick cut this year. I had to go back and look, and it's like, was that last year? That was last year, because somebody tweeted at us on Monday, I think, maybe it was Sunday, some comment about, us, oh, Sanu and Debo together, and acted like they were the new, you know, Alvin Harper, Michael Irvin, John Taylor, Jerry Rice. I was like, let's pump the brakes a little but then i did what everyone else would naturally do i went straight to the football reference to check out muhammad sanu's numbers last year between two teams 60 catches john couple of touchdowns uh the year before four touchdowns kyle was asked about him he's like yeah i like muhammad if we need him he would fit uh and obviously need him so he fits i mean he's a good player uh well there were two guys 31 31 there were two guys traded last year at the deadline guy and the niners were you know, rumored to get one of the two of them. And they ended up getting the other one. And part of it was like, you know, they couldn't trade a second round pick for Muhammad Sanu. So they traded a third and a fourth for Emmanuel Sanders. Then this is why I'm always a big believer. Belichick's king of this, even though he didn't do it with Muhammad Sanu. He got really aggressive. I also think Belichick probably knew this is the last year with Tom Brady. I might as well just take a swing, right? I don't think it's really that crazy looking back. Belichick clearly didn't care. It's not like he gets pressured for Robert Kraft. He cut the guy. And he'll just trade his own first for a second anyway. So, but here's my take on this one. I don't think they were like running to sign this guy. Mm -hmm. I I think that I I just go back to that Dante Pettis play. You just couldn't keep rolling him out and you, you couldn't keep making him a major part of your offense. And like you said earlier in the podcast that there was no way to avoid not playing him given their injury. So it's like, they don't want to play him at all. He, he, Kyle Shannon has showed us, right? He wants to put Dante Pettis on the sideline. But right now, he looks, he's got Debo in sweats. He's got Ayuk, just major question mark, rookie, bad hammy. I, I, I don't have a choice. I got Jalen Hurd on injured reserve, not the three-weeker, the year, that I had to do this. I had to make this move. I, I, I don't want to say this desperation, but I think this they were forced into they don't they didn't have a choice. Yeah, I right? I agree, but I would also add they're getting pretty lucky here that it just so happens that out there among the players available, and there's not a ton that you would say belong on an NFL roster. Here's a guy who it'd be one thing if the Patriots had acquired him last year. He had 59 catches over the course of the time with Atlanta, New England, and he was 37 years old. But he's not. He's 31, right? Like, I think when you tell me Mohamed Sanu was out there without really thinking much about it, when this conversation started up a couple days ago, in my head, Mohamed Sanu was 34 and had 17 catches last year. That's not the case. The reason they're lucky is this is not an easy offense to learn. This is a hard offense to just grab somebody, throw them in week two, and say, we really need you. So they're lucky that Mohamed Sanu is available and that Mohamed Sanu is 31, not 34, and that Mohamed Sanu... I mean, he, he he played 15 games last year. He's, he's He actually plays almost every game, almost every year of his career. Like, they, the Niners are really lucky right here. They've gotten two well, there breaks. Is a, there is a reason, though, guy. He Once he got traded to New England, he was terrible. I understand. And if you have a guy of his, he's a vested veteran, 
I think a lot of teams, once he gets cut, you wouldn't want him week one because then his contract is guaranteed. That was a big thing like, oh, why don't the why don't the Titans cut Goodkowski? Well, they just guaranteed his contract the moment you're on the You can only get better, John. So, but my point is that he, but it's understandable why he was out there. Yes. Now, you're right. There is an element of luck that Kyle's used him. He knows the offense, for sure. So it's I, it's it was understandable why he's out there. Also lucky that the Niners have this connection. Exactly. It just my, you know, my the, the stars align. My point is the guys who and are Pettis, available. And Pettis created this situation. Well, Pettis and Debo and Richie Jane. Yeah, but yeah. I, but I think if Pettis had nine catches and they won, I don't know if they would have been forced into this. I, no, I'm just saying, like, if, if they if Pettis had nine catches, Pettis, they, they can't depend on Pettis, guy. Well, I know, but I'm just saying there's a difference between nine catches and let's depend on him would have been like four catches every yeah, week. Four or five. Yeah, just a guy that could just you play in the a NFL. You a pro bowler. Yeah, <laughs> sorry, uh, Amari Cooper, Dante Pettit. Yeah, you're right. I, I, I think five ca- a guy that you could just play a game with. I think you said it right though. There's, I, I don't want to overstate this because I think one thing that's going to happen is people are going to overstate how good Muhammad Sanu can be. There's a, when it's week one, if you're available, there are flaws. I'm just saying they're lucky that one of the guys who was out there was a guy who Kyle trusts and who knows Kyle's offense. I I agree, but I also think we need to. Just the the way the hype totally. goes. It'll be like, oh, the next two weeks, Jets, Giants, you know, should I start on my fantasy team? <laughs> like, well, right. I, if, if you get three catches out of this guy this weekend, that'd be a win, right? Because it'd be a guy that wasn't going to play. Jim, say what you want. He knows the offense. The quarterback who, as we've talked about, well-documented, worst game probably of his Niner career, one of them, uh, definitely the worst game, as you said, since the games mattered, you can't just expect it's probably going to be a little more challenging than I think people are just going to say knows Kyle knows the offense Belichick liked him you know he was unemployed quarterback struggling offense the passing game in shambles Kittle not going to be 100% so like you don't quite need to just double team him on every play it's, it's, it's going to be just probably a little less seamless than I think like social media and just even the casual fan, in fairness, will be like, oh, Sanu, it'll be, this will help. Like, it, it might, but it there is a chance it might not, right? Well, John, so all, you want to go through his game log from last year? We started strong, I would imagine. Yeah, he had five catches for 50, four catches for 16, six for 75, nine for 90, five for 42, three for 29, one for three. Then he gets traded. Debuts in New England, two for 23. His second Patriots game is at Baltimore. They lose 37 to 20, but they target him 14 times. He catches 10 balls for 81 yards and a touchdown. Nice to take that. Yeah. Well, then it's two catches, four yards, three catches, 14, one 13, two 13, three for 24. To me, what they would take is week 16, three for 35. Yeah. But was, did he get hurt? I mean, it, yeah, I just think I mean, he was bad. I think he got dinged up a little bit, if I remember correctly, but it was, I, I just don't think it was seamless. Now, I think the pushback would be, well, the Patriot offense was in shambles. Did Brady have a foot out the door? That they're, they're, you know, Nikhil, they, the whole passing game was shitty last year. So yeah. he went to a team, when he was on, when he was on Atlanta, a team with a good passing game, like you were reading off the stats, he was productive. 
So I think the Niners well, would go, we're not Atlanta, but we're definitely not New England last year. We're somewhere in the middle. He should be able to produce here. Well, his production. And we got him, and we got him on a deal that we don't have to guarantee his salary. That's to me is the key. Maybe he's value. Because if these guys come back, you can get rid of them. Well, but I would say that's his value comes in when he is with Debo Samuel and Brandon Ayuk. And, yeah, but what, yeah, what if you, you get him and you realize no, he's not good? You, uh, yeah. you want the flexibility. 100%. I'm just saying his career tells you he's at his best when he's playing with Julio, not when he's the number one option or the number two option. But do you agree that it's probably, this was a, cal- like they could have signed him last week. They clearly held off because they just wanted the flexibility that if it doesn't work, they don't have to keep him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Because these rumors have been man. popping around for a well, little bit. Kyle was getting asked last week, right? Yeah. And he spoke highly of him. I think he's a high character guy. It, it, it's fair to say that like, if the Patriots like a guy that, the the Kyle's gonna like the guy. They they have similar views in type in players, right? Yeah, but this Character. but we don't even need to. Say, we know Kyle liked this guy. Kyle knows this guy, yeah. right? Well, yeah, but I'm just saying, like Bill. So did Bill. Like that's that's I. I they just like the same players, same type. You know, same type guys. Yeah, I was gonna make a Ky- Jimmy. Kyle comment, knew him but. first, but I, I just Kyle I would temper first. the <laughs> I w- I would just temper the enthusiasm I, I, a little I, bit on this situation. Uh, yes, I think that is. I to me, what would you? What would be a good week Jets line for him? I mean, three for thirty-five. I, would you? Uh, to me, there's like, I, I don't even. You don't even need to give me the yards. If he has four catches, that's a good. Four week. catches. One of them will be sixteen yards at the out, outside numbers. Yeah, first down, and we'll go four catches in a in a touchdown. Well, let's not get carried away here. Okay. All right. Well, I'm glad we got that breaking news in. Yeah, we're. We're like Walter Cronkite. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. All right. On that note, uh, anything else we need to tell people about? That's all I got. Okay. Later. Adios. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.